This is What's That About, the podcast which is very much like New Year's. It overpromises and underdelivers. So today we're going to take a look at New Year's resolutions. So, Don, like most people, and I've read about 92% of people, my New Year's resolutions fail every year. And yet, I keep on making them. Mm. It doesn't really make sense, but I do. <laughs> this year, I'm going to try something a little different. Instead of the standard, I'm going to lose weight, I'm going to get more organised, I'm going to save more money, I've come up with some new resolutions. All right, hit me. Hit little, me. A <laughs> little bit more practical to my daily life. Good. Okay, so, firstly, I reckon every second day when I'm getting ready for work, and I'm eating my cereal in my business shirt. Mm. As I'm scooping the cereal into my mouth, one of the little under drops of milk from the spoon will drop onto my shirt as I'm eating my cereal. <laughs> I, I hear you. That is the worst. So, what I'm thinking of doing this year is trying really hard for that not to happen. So, I don't have to do the late rushed business shirt change before going to work. Mm. So, I'm going to try and learn to eat like an adult this year. Is the, <laughs> That's your one of your first one. <laughs> I reckon what you should do. One mm. is you can bring back a bib, which is always good. Good option. Two, it's a good use for those, you know, those 70s tyres that were like as big <laughs> as a bib. Yeah. You may as well put one on secretly, pretend you're just starting another trend. <laughs> it's as big as a bib. It's kind of probably going to be better. And then, oh, I, might, I don't like this tie. I might change it. Bang. On comes the proper tie. Off to work. Genius. Yeah, I think that's genius. <laughs> <laughs> not bad, not bad. Yeah. Keen for another? Yep, please. <laughs> Very. <laughs> okay, next one. I've got an invention. And I've been sitting on this... <laughs> I've been sitting on this invention for a long time. It's a barbecue invention. Yep. It's called the separator. Yes. It's an invention I've come up with where on the hot plate, I it's like a cross of two metal bars that you put on the hot plate mm. and you can shift one of the bars up and down. So, the, the hot plate essentially comes into four quadrants and you can change the size of each quadrant by moving the bar up and down. Interesting. And then you can separate your meats and your veggies and your vegetarian stuff from your meat eater stuff. And there's flexibility around how much quantity there is in each quadrant. But it goes on your hot plate, keeps things nice and orderly on the barbecue. I like that a lot. It's called The Separator. The Separator, I call it. It's a very imaginative name. (laughs) (laughs) I have a product that separates. It's The Separator. (laughs) That's what I'm going to call it. I came in with the idea of the barbecue thing. I'd never given it a name until about three minutes ago. (laughs) The Separator. It's going to be better if I give it a name. Um, It sounds like a Steven Seagal movie. (laughs) Separate this. (laughs) In all seriousness, though, is there anything in that idea? It must exist. Oh, what? I'm going to look, I'm going to look Google it Google it later. Okay. But eh, maybe. Um, uh, yeah. I think there's some practical. Something there. Particularly for vegetarians. Yeah. Yeah. Because I live with a vegetarian, so every time I'm on the barbecue, I'm separating and there's, there's crossover. Mm. My wife doesn't have confidence. So I've separated it properly. What I've done, usually when I separate for vegetarians, I just put sausages in the line so that it doesn't... Eh. A sausage separator. <laughs> yeah. That's a different kind of movie. <laughs> That is a different kind of movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> also starring Steven Seagal, because he's hard up for work these days. 
this is my starting thoughts. Do you have any any New Year's resolutions? I've got a couple. Yeah. Uh, one of them is, you know, when you're at work and you're using the microwave and there's a line of people behind you that also want the microwave. Mm. Invariably, I put it on for two minutes. It's never enough. I get mm. cold, but this, the, it's a very high pressure situation. People yeah. are glaring at you. I'm basically eating a cold meal every lunchtime. You're bowing to peer pressure and Abs- getting out yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll do the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And even when I'm eating it, I'm sort of in my head. I'm like, who needs a hot meal anyway? Needs- <laughs> I prefer lukewarm meals. <laughs> it's like a latte. You don't want it too hot. Exactly. That's how the baristas yeah. do it. No, the flavours come out more in the uh, yeah. lukewarm. Yeah. So what I want to do is next time I'm just gonna I'm gonna put it back in another minute. Thanks. Whoa. Mm. Or I'm gonna just put it on for ten minutes initially. <laughs> so <laughs> so, uh, so another nine minutes to go, guys. Just. Uh, <laughs> Because when you put it back in, oh, sorry, it's not quite hot enough. It's like you've ruined their day. Yeah, like, oh. they're not happy. You know, yeah. They're cranky. That's true. Yeah. And I've been in the line. I'm cranky too. It's annoying. That's true. Yeah. Um, I like how unassertive we are. That one of your resolutions, and I agree with it, is, you know, if my meal's not hot enough, I'm going to put it back in for another minute. Yes. <laughs> That's pretty intense. <laughs> that is intense. <laughs> and the other one I had was... Well, you know when you're cleaning your teeth and then someone else starts cleaning their teeth as well, mm. you sort of get into this unspoken sort of tooth war, toothbrushing war, where the first person that stops cleaning their teeth is like the person with the dirtier mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so my New Year's resolution is never to lose a toothbrush showdown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've lost a lot many in my day. You're yeah. calling in sick to work just to commit yeah, yeah. to the full brush. Yeah, and I... <laughs> Because, you know, even when it's a stranger sometimes, I've gone, all right, I'm hanging on here, and I'm going for it. Why are you brushing your teeth with strangers? That's the real question. You know, like if you're at a camping ground or something. Um. (laughs) If you're, you know, like if you're in a camping ground. (laughs) Because there's like a group bathroom. When was the last time you went to a camping ground? Oh, mate, I'm all right. (laughs) I'm camping it up. You don't understand. I don't tell you everything. (laughs) I was like, K2 last week, mate. K2. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, K4. Twice as good. (laughs) Anyway, I went on for like 10 minutes with this other guy and we're just going for it. Yeah, I think I lost that one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that last little comment and use that out of context uh, to good use later on, I think. <laughs> um, sorry. So, here's my theory about why I reckon New Year's Day is such a big day. Hmm. And apparently it's the oldest, historians say it's the oldest of all the holidays. Oh, really? Put that in your little fact book. That is old. That's old. Oldest of all of them. When did the calendar... When did the? When did they know that there was a new year? When did that happen? Do you know that? Well, it's interesting because historically, they've mm. pretty much gone... Different Different people had different ways of, of organising their year. And mm. often, it was, often it was based around uh, ast- like events in astronomy or kind of religious significance. And then apparently Julius Caesar came in in, I think, about 46 BC... And said, right, let's let's coordinate this. And he consulted with the best kind of scientists at the time and came up with the 1st of January because Janus was the, the god that had the two heads. So Julius Caesar just made an executive decision and said, 1st of January. Captain's call. Captain's call. Yeah. <laughs> going while that, going with it. He also made Ezekiel a knight. Good. Which, uh, <laughs> I was going to say, you made Janus a knight. <laughs> Janus a knight. <laughs> and Janus's elderly, befuddled husband. <laughs> So yeah, Julius Caesar, Captain's Call, bang! That's New Year's New Year's Eve. Good New call. Year's Day, sorry. Good call. Yeah, he's done well there. Yeah, good. Um, so the, my theory about probably not my theory. It's a theory. Yeah. 
I'm going to say it, about why New Year's Day is such an important occasion is because I reckon it's one of, it's one of the days outside of, you know, when significant things happen in your life, mm. like the loss of a loved one, it gets you to think about your life in a grander scale yep. and what you're doing with your life. Mm. I reckon New Year's Day evokes a little bit of that. Like so a, a watered-down version of that. Yeah. So, yeah. you're pretty much going to the new year going, right, so what do I want to do this year? How do I want my life to be? Yeah. So, it's like this little moment of your autobiography is seen on a larger scale than the day-to-day existence. Mm. <clears throat> that's that's like a theory around why, why, it's, why it matters, why it resonates with people. Yeah, right. Um, which is probably why, yeah, 50% of people on that day decide, I'm going to do some things differently this year. New Year's resolutions come out in that context. Mm. Do you have the stats about sort of what are the most common resolutions and the success rate of resolutions? Um, I do. So, the top three are exactly my top three as well. So, number one, lose weight. Yep. Number two, get more organized. Number three, spend less, save more are the top three. And apparently, depending on the study, about 92% of New Year's resolutions fail. So, of the 50% that do them, 92% don't succeed in them, mm. which is, that's an awful success rate. It's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah. It's terrible. Um, I'm the kind of person that does New Year's resolutions. Mm. I'm thinking you're the kind of person that doesn't do New Year's I don't really. That's true. <laughs> What's that about? Uh, just not into them. So, New Year's Day, you yep. wake up on New Year's, New Year's Day morning. Yeah. A little bit cloudy in the head. Have some breakfast. Have some breakfast. And Have what are you sh- thinking about? Uh, lunch. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't really. Uh, I don't have any deep thoughts on New Year's Day. And are there any other times of the year that you do have like a regular milestone where you stop and think about things? Queen's birthday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really makes me think about life. You know. <laughs> so do you? Is it more on a case by case? Basis where you get faced with something, you'll go. No, I probably need to think about how I'm dealing with that, and you'll plan it at that point. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't set aside a time like each year. I just if I look in the mirror, and then I'm like, oh, "Gee, my man boobs are getting a bit, a bit big. <laughs> time to walk a bit more or something." Right. Yeah. <laughs> Would it surprise you if I said I organise my resolutions on a spreadsheet? Do you really? Yep. It would actually. <laughs> <laughs> wow. How many do you have? I usually go into each and new... Do you have a formula as well? Have you got like equals it's an in algorithm. brackets? Yeah, some... it's an algorithm there. <laughs> I usually go into the year with anywhere between five and ten. Really? And I put wow. them on, a, on a, each row on a spreadsheet is a resolution. Color-coded? No, no color codes. Yeah, good. I'm not very good in Excel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I track progress across the year, review at the end of the year. Um, it's very scientific. And what's your success rate? If you're doing 10 resolutions, say, how many are you knocking on the head? I reckon out of 10, I reckon I'd probably succeed on five of them. And I'd probably fail on five of them, but I always fail on the big ones. Yeah, right. I always win on the little easy ones, like... Have breakfast on the first. Is that- <laughs> Put on weight. Oh, done. Very, yeah. very easily. You should just do five of them will be a resolution, and the other five are the opposite of that resolution. You can't <laughs> lose. You're guaranteed 50%. That's... <laughs> Um, so, I've read that apparently the the three main reasons why resolutions fail are one is it's just that the, the goal is very poorly defined. So, apparently, 
I want to lose weight is much less effective than I want to lose 15 kilos yeah, right. over this period of time doing these things. So the more specific, higher yeah. chance of that's right achieving. Mm. Yeah. Number two is around people not tracking progress. So you come up with a goal and then you kind of just get on with it without really reflecting and tracking over time how you're progressing. So mm. classic thing for me is once I start feeling as I'm not succeeding in my weight loss, I won't step on the scale. You just ignore the scale. Yeah, just ignore it until I, I jump back on in six months and get a fright. Yeah that's, the, yeah. that's not the right way to do it. Happy six months, though. Delicious six yeah. months. <laughs> and the last one is basically just around poor self-control uh, or, or poor self-regulation. Um, and I guess that's, that's pretty pervasive. See, the idea that willpower is, is like a depletable resource. And the more that you have to exercise it, the lower it gets. So, you need to essentially structure your life in a way that you're... The behavior, your new behavior you want mm. is part of your routine. So, you're not having to exercise willpower every day, every decision. So, you know, getting getting junk out of the house, for example, so you're not having to have willpower every day. Yeah, yeah. That's- I was having a look at some of the other ones on the list. And some of them, bit, one of them, number eight out of ten on the on this list anyway, be less stressed. That's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure early in the year to be less stressed. <laughs> that sounds stressful. That, that sounds, sounds extremely stressful. That's my other favorite one of those ago. Um... Oh, like tips for a happier, you know, 2016. Um, you know, get more sleep. Ah, so I had to get less sleep. Like, yeah, so yeah. Talk about stating the obvious. <laughs> and I got another one here. Uh, number eight on another list: help others in their dreams. Who's, who's doing that? Help others in their dreams. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means either. I'm thinking like Freddy Krueger. Like you're going into their dreams. What's going on? <laughs> He wasn't helping. He was hindering. He was hindering it, but still, he's done your. He 50% failed his resolution. Thing. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, that doesn't even make any sense. No. Another one: spend more time with your family. Right under it, travel overseas more. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this wasn't one person's list because that's just ridiculous. <laughs> I reckon you wrote this list based on your hedging, hedging bets theory. <laughs> I do like it. <laughs> Some other tricks of the trade I saw around how to make your resolution stick. Mm. Some interesting studies where they looked at just little things like putting cash on the line. So, if you, you know, don't succeed in your goal, you've got to throw cash to a charity, for example. Mm. But the stinger in the tail, there's a website that they've set up where, for example, if your goal is, you know, weight loss 10 kilos and you don't hit that, it is pre-set up that the money goes towards a charity that you hate or an organisation that you hate. That you hate. So, for a example... A charity that you hate. So you hating up, charities out there? Oh, sorry, not a charity, an organisation. Yeah. <laughs> so, for example, if you don't lose the 10 kilos, $500 is going to go to the One Nation Party. Ah, uh, okay. As a motivator oh, to get you to motivator. go. That's interesting. Um, and there's other random ones around. Apparently, having a, having a plan B means your plan A is less likely to succeed. Okay. Because it kind of feels as though failure... It's undermining it from the beginning. Yeah. It feels the failure is a bit more acceptable because you've got a backup plan. Yeah, yeah. I only have a plan A. So... Mm. All or nothing. All or nothing. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Good tips. And there's a bunch of other ones, which probably not that interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know how it's kind of a bit of a tradition uh, when midnight strikes on New Year's Eve mm. to have a little bit of a smooch? Yes. Look at you, you very, very assertive there. Know it well, mate. No, know I, I know well. it well. Never really experienced it. But <laughs> I've witnessed it in others. Yeah, yeah. I've, <laughs> I've read about it I've in I've been books. around it. Just <laughs> Apparently, that dates back to 
kind of German and English folklore, where the first person you encounter in the new year mm. sets the tone for that year. So, if you're kind of having a smooch with someone, eh, things must be looking pretty good for the next year. So, it's kind of a way of engineering a good year for yourself. Explains my life, basically. <laughs> it explains the general disappointment <laughs> relating to my life. <laughs> so, that's New Year's resolutions. Um, I'm not sure we actually provided any facts in that, ep- that episode. Nothing. I think it was just stupid resolutions. That was basically the <laughs> majority of the episode. Um, but if you have any thoughts about the separator, let let me know. <laughs> get in touch. Any engineers out there, get in touch with Luke. Or if you know it already exists, let me know as well. Um, yep. I have a habit of inventing things that already exist. <laughs> it's, just, it's a bit of a hobby of mine. Yeah, yeah. What's like that the about? The chair. Remember that one? The chair. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that is New Year's resolutions done and dusted. Alrighty. Have a good 2016. <laughs>